0: Welcome back to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. And since it's Thursday, I'd like to welcome back on the programme, Andrew Dambina for this week's Artsing Around. Andrew, great to speak to you and Happy New Year. I, I don't think we spoke... Happy New Year. Yeah, I don't think we spoke on Tuesday, so it's nice to, to, to chat with you today. Any New Indeed. Year's resolutions?
1: Um,
0: No, Noreen, what about you? I
1: just, <laughs> Straight. I didn't have even much hesitation there. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to pretend.
0: Well, I, the, the, the usual. I want to get healthier. Um, I, I want to lose some weight, but that will all have to wait um, until after what March. For? <laughs> I haven't announced I haven't announced Yeah, I haven't announced. yeah maybe happening. I should. Okay. Yeah, no, maybe I should take this opportunity. Yeah, I, I just never found um the prompt or a segue. Um wow. dear listeners, I am once again with child and I shall be wow. I shall be um on my maternity leave mid March. So there, I've said it. It's out of the way. The the cat is out of the bag.
1: Congratulations, but, may I be the first to congratulate you on in there. thank
0: you very much thank you yes we're <laughs> we're very excited um and it yeah and, and we don't know the gender so um I don't know if i can I can't legally take bets, but people can certainly send in <laughs> <laughs> send in their thoughts on
1: uh, you're you're not gonna legally yeah run some sort of uh <laughs> Yeah. yeah, betting account on that on that matter. Not but, on public what, radio.
0: What, what, not on public radio. What, what's no. your
1: feeling? I mean, and also as we are, can you try and describe if it's anything to do with the shape of your bowls? Can you try and describe it very artistically as we've kind of stepped into the realms of artsing around? Oh,
0: well, yes, I'm carrying quite low this time um but actually i was carrying low all, all the other times and the, the other two uh, resulted in two beautiful girls i love my girls guppy and Kippa. um but i did read that the shape of a, your belly um has nothing to do with the gender of the child it really has to do with the shape of your uterus which is the one you're born right. with so whatever you carry yeah. um just yeah but i have a feeling um um uh, my nose is still very big, so I think as a girl, I'm, I'm actually just pinching my nose l- like the other... Child a bit blocked up
1: there. <laughs> exactly. Um,
0: <laughs> like the other two pregnancies, my nose has sort of ballooned out. So I, I, I think... I mean, oh. I'm, we're really happy to have another girl. Um, and don't get me wrong, girls are the way forward. I'm a girl myself. I love girls. But well, Wait I, a
1: minute. I'm, I'm worried. The way
0: forward. Yes, but I am worried about dealing with teenage girls. I have to just just put it yeah. out there. Ah.
1: Were you were, were you a very uh, well behaved teenage girl?
0: Believe it or not, I I really was. I you know I grew up with my blind grandmother. I had no choice but to be obedient. I. Right. Right. Um, so the, okay. the the rebellion came a bit later. I don't think I was ever terribly rebellious, but I think the rebellion came in my 20s, sort of, you know. That well, independent... Not in the teen years. No, no. Such a late mm. developer. Is wow.
1: Who'd have I... thought?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. It would be nice to have a boy as well, because it would be like something that, you know. Um, a
1: boy? Where does this thing about the nose come in, come from? Which culture? Because I'm not really familiar with that. You've mentioned it to me once before, but I but I don't I, I hadn't really heard about it before you did.
0: No, this is scientific. It's the oestrogen oh. nose. Oestrogen oh. nose. Oestrogen um, okay. is the, is the, the, hormone, yeah. um, the and, hormone, and yeah. you have more of it if you're carrying a girl, and it's supposed to make your nose bigger. I I don't know. Mm. I'm not a scientist. Um, no. no, indeed, unfortunately. Well. Yes, but um, on, with I, on, on with this week's Artsing Around.
1: On with this week's Artsing Around. And um, I just sent Noreen uh, an image <laughs> while we were having that chat because I didn't send you any today, Noreen. And, um, I was I wondering. There, there's a beautiful relief sculpture. A relief sculpture, by the way, means that it's not fully three-dimensional. It's just the name of something which is usually made of stone, but sometimes it can be clay or even other bits of more more modern glued-on materials but it but it hangs on the wall like a painting uh and it is but it looks three-dimensional but you can't see behind it so the picture i sent noreen is uh, a picture by a famous italian sculptor um late italian sculptor because he was around in the middle ages he was a he was born in 1420 and his name is donatello and um, one of the things that I'm going to talk about today, and it wasn't going to be the first thing, it's um, it was about some of the highlights of exhibitions that are on around the world in 2022. And uh, Donatello is um, maybe not quite as well known, you know, to every person who's not into art as Michelangelo or Leonardo. But he is or was one of the great Italian sculptors. And there's a beautiful carving, which will be shown in a big exhibition of, of his in New York of this artist, which is due to take place, COVID being well, which, which uh, you know, is the case for every single exhibition in the world, um, uh, from uh, 17th of February until the 5th of June. And that is at the American People New Museum. That's a strange name for a museum, isn't it? Not one that I'd heard of before. but. Um, the picture that I've sent is a religious one, but it's a mother with a child. It's a mother and child that we probably see most depicted in art, uh, especially from the Middle Ages and the Renaissance and the religious periods. It is indeed the Madonna and child. So, um, you know, it's a religious piece from it's Christianity. That. Yeah, yeah but, but I don't know if you've got the chance to look at that. It's the most delicate carving made. It's hard to believe that marble can be treated so delicately, the folds of the, uh, of the bent-over Madonna who's holding, you know, you can feel that she's really holding the weight of her baby, and all of the folds at the elbow, the crease of the robes that she's wearing, and her headdress, a really serene picture. So if you, should you be feeling any kind of uh, moments of uh, sometimes not feeling so good, not for any religious uh, uh, reason whatsoever, but from, a, from an artistic and peace of mind point of view, this might be a nice picture for you to look at, Noreen.
0: It's really delicate and beautiful. If you didn't tell me it was marble, I would not have guessed because yeah. you just think, how can you carve such, yeah, how can you carve that out from, from marble? It's so yeah. intricate. It, the
1: the the picture that uh, Noreen is looking at is also framed in a kind of decorative gold, uh, gold-leafed frame. and so if, you, if one was to step back several metres from the actual piece itself or even from a computer screen or phone screen because we've, we've just shared it digitally, you might think that it's a monochrome uh, rather than it being carved marble as you just said you might think that it's a kind of um, not very colourful rendition that's mostly in white, brown and sepia and black but, uh, but there you go, that's, that's one exhibition that uh, out of a list of many that I've got that people can look forward to should they be able to travel this year. Or just to let you know, what are the trends of exhibitions around the world for 2022 and some of the big ones? Because something from the Middle Ages, from an artist, Donatello, who was born in 1420, just goes to show that even in this age where every other week or every week, in fact, with arts around, we're normally talking about NFTs because they're really dominating the art world. um, The ancient... You know, half a millennia or more year old artworks are still very, very sought after and seen as very important in the fine art world. Mm. So I'll come back to this list, if I may, later. But it was just because you were talking about your lovely news there, Noreen, that I thought I'd quickly share you that picture (laughs) and we could have a little preview of what's something that's coming up a a bit later in our chat. Sure. Um, but um, but I wanted to start off with something that now last week, to be honest, I can't remember. I thought it was Sardia that I was talking to, but it, maybe it was you, Noreen, about um, um, where. I may, and I think it was you that I just managed to get the headline of a story in before I had to. Before we had to both agree that uh, the time has come for my segment to end on arching around last week. It was and me. yes, it, yes so yeah. It was life. the fact that um, the UK government just over a week ago have. Increased or given a second batch of their COVID-19 emergency arts culture funding, for to the tune of 60 million pounds, which is the equivalent of about 620 Hong Kong dollars, 620 million Hong Kong dollars, which is uh, something because the COVID situation had really sort of got a bit bad, got bad around the festive period just before Christmas, in fact, and traditionally, of course. Not only are there festive performances such as, you know, Swan Lake or um, uh, or um, the Just Nutcracker, big gatherings. And all big yeah, art yeah, well, yeah, yeah, lots of lots of lots of things that that where people get together. Also, there's a big tradition of pantomimes in the UK, and even carol singing performances or festive uh, musical concerts in in concert halls. So there were some restrictions that came in, which affected a lot of performance venues. And um, it, it almost feels like a deja vu conversation of uh, of one to two years ago, doesn't it, Noreen? Because I know we've had these conversations over the last couple mm-hmm. of years about where restrictions around the world have just looked at what's been going on in other places. But uh, a lot of the UK auditoriums have had to run at a maximum of 50% capacity for audience uh, to be seated with with more spacing than usual for safety's sake as precautions during covid and so the therefore not so many tickets have been sold, and also uh, reductions have had to be uh, offered or accepted often by by theaters and venues to those who are taking part in uh, you know the production companies that are, that are that are or the individuals who are acting for As performers for each piece that's put on in a theatre, so there's been uh, the way it's been divided up has been around in Hong Kong dollars, around 16 million um, has also within this has been announced for creative freelancers because a lot of people, like in lots of other kinds of gig economy work, are doing either acting or, or or are musicians on a freelance basis, and so it's nice that money has been put aside specifically for that um and the the announcement was made uh, yeah it's, it's it's um some some weeks ago now uh, but but it but uh just around the christmas time there were hints of it but it's now been 2 weeks ago confirmed that it's really happening and this means that different theatres and independent organisations that aren't government funded but even those that are partly subsidised can still uh apply To get things done and the government has extended over there until the 18th of January um, the date just recently in the last week that people can apply individuals or institutions to get a help at a time where things are shut down and that's in the UK Um, I wonder if funds will be made available here for non-government funded non-totally government funded production uh, companies and uh, performers because um, sadly entertainment venues come under the uh, the list of uh, of venues to be affected uh, with restrictions that were announced yesterday hopefully well, you know um, for those concerned in the arts world hopefully it won't be extended beyond that but even that is going to take some effect i know that for example a ten-day music festival at Tai Kwun in uh, the old Hollywood Road Police Station in central, featuring Chinese and Western classical ensembles, was announced to be postponed just last night, following the news that, um, you know, that people that more restrictions are coming into place and uh, this affects entertainment venues. So there's, um, there, I haven't seen a list of a breakdown of uh, precise. Venues. I'm not sure if one exists just yet, but entertainment venues has a broad scope and I guess some of the establishments are choosing to act immediately. The one in Taekwun, which I, uh, which I will talk about at a later stage when it gets rescheduled, which I hope it will do, is like many types of mini festivals, it was going to go on for 10 days, is showcasing local uh, musical ensembles and orchestras, so that was going to be its second version of something that it managed to do first in 2019, but couldn't last year because of COVID, and now um, it's been postponed for this uh, for this second version, which is in, on a completely different theme musically. Um, so um, yeah, it's um, it's annoying that uh, probably both within uh, the arts area and uh, sadly within the food and drinks area too which I also uh, chat to you about Maureen in the Tuesday report that uh that COVID will become a, a bigger threat once again. Can't avoid it,
0: huh? Unfortunately, yeah. And it's just so scary. I mean, to, like taking the, the Moon Palace incident um, as as an example, mm. the gentleman who got it, the construction worker who got it, was sitting 10 metres away. And, of course, it comes yeah. down to poor ventilation and and what have you. I mean, I just celebrated mm. a birthday recently. Um, mm mm-hmm. And I, I I went to a restaurant um, just myself and and, and 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 Andy. But then thinking about it, I, sometimes I, I worry. I, I sometimes think, and I know yeah. that, and I know that you know perhaps COVID in Hong Kong isn't so bad compared to other places. But it's just the hassle of contact tracing. What if you were sitting at a restaurant where someone mm. um, had COVID or is a close contact? And you just think, oh gosh, and then having to go into quarantine or having to go. It's just almost not worth. Worth it, and you know, I really enjoy going outside to eat. But you know, and we haven't done so during the pandemic. It's only in recent months where we think, why not treat ourselves Mm. and and go out for special occasions? But you now think, is is it worth it?
1: A good point, because um, you know, from uh, tomorrow, it's uh, you know, from sort of twelve midnight tonight, those restrictions uh, across different venues, including restaurants, and also some uh, entertainment venues that are not. Not fully specified will be um will 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 be affected and so yeah same here when it came to restaurants uh when they were closing earlier before i did still go out sometimes for lunch and uh but you do feel it's a less it's a less relaxed experience a bit more worry isn't that and which is which is really bad news of course for those who are losing the nighttime trade uh and it, if people are not going because they feel if like you have the biz- yeah. Yeah,
0: if you have a restaurant yeah. or if you're in, in in the business it really is sad mm. news um, mm. Yeah.
1: Well, moving on to something a little uh different uh, mm. for the second segment. The uh, the Art Buzzle Hong Kong organizers recently became partners with the Southeast Asian Focus Fair. That's the name of it in Singapore. But um it um, it's it's helping to Give advice on how to run it because the uh, Southeast Asian Focus Fair is quite new and Art Buzzle Hong Kong has been going for several years now. And so they're, they're helping out with it in a way that we spoke about once before, which was when there was something called Art Week Tokyo, which was in November. And I, at that time, I sent you some pictures of sad-looking visitors wearing their masks in, in, a, in a Tokyo art fair. That's the way all pictures look these days. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's, uh, it's it's a nice attempt of collaboration from the organisers of Hong Kong uh, Art Buzzle to help to let them know. Uh, both with the Tokyo one that's been gone and hopefully will continue, you know, be an annual fair. It was the first one for Tokyo. And uh, and the Southeast Asian Focus Fair to get some of the experience and intel of running an art fair from those behind the Hong Kong art buzzle. So I think that's really nice that Hong Kong has taken a role in advising in this way. Uh, as with the Tokyo one, the head of Art Buzzle Hong Kong, who is... Um, uh, Joanne Oi, sorry, Adeline Oi. Um, she's the director of Art Buzzle Hong Kong. Uh, she always makes it clear that it's only the second time she's been helping out a local fair, but but she says, um, you know, in, in many times in statements that um, that it that, that we're that we're more than really glad to be helping, but 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 um, but please do not mistake this for being an official Art Buzzle because uh, the one in Hong Kong is the only one in Asia, and there were, there are no plans from. Art Basel HQ in Basel, Switzerland itself, um, to be opening any others in Asia. So, the, which is still COVID or not, fantastic news for Hong Kong, because it still remains a real centre for commercial arts. Not only have we had the M Plus open up, which is, you know, the first con- proper contemporary government-funded art museum in Hong Kong, but also the the scene of both uh, of the, of the, uh, small independent galleries around traditionally Hollywood Road and Wyndham Street, which of course have spilled over into many areas, including Wong Chuk Hang in particular in Hong Kong, are very much part of the landscape, as is the art buzzle, which normally happens every March in normal years. And, uh, as we've spoken about before, has done a terrific job of online content. Really great stuff with artists who, have given, who have made special videos for Hong Kong. Art Buzzle, the, the the headquarters, have funded all of this special content that's gone on. I've got to say, over last year, that was probably one of the most amazing things. A lot of museums did it too, especially those that are well funded uh, internationally, would put on uh, the types of shows which many of us who might be interested in art but weren't going to ever be going to those places, be it America. Um, Europe or, or the UK and one or two places in Asia really got on board with putting online content, walking around galleries and commenting on artworks which which was so brilliant it was, it was one of my top arty diversions of last year um, it, it allowed me and others in in regions where, um, where you might not normally be able to travel that far away around the world just to see an exhibition, be able to see it in some sort of Form. And videos were really well taken, you know, sort of in three dimensional, walking round sculptures and so on. So that was really good. Um, so there have been rumours though that there were going to be art buzzle around like a social virtual media and again,
0: just virtual oh. One.
1: Um, I mean, there, yeah. I mean, there's there's no way that anyone can predict what's going to happen with Art Basel next year. That's true. Uh, as with so previous, I, the couple gun. Of I just co-
0: assumed it might actually be a virtual. But there's still hope. Maybe it won't be a virtual one.
1: Yeah, indeed. Yeah. And they will never announce that until a couple Closer of months before, because everyone's yeah. h- hoping for the best. True. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm i aware that there's not tons of time, uh, and I did want to get to the most exciting exhibitions of 2022 list. So I wonder if I should save that for Maybe another save chapter. Because it I do for, have quite a lot yeah, let's to go save, through.
0: Yeah, let, let, let's save it for, 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 for next week, unfortunately. yeah. yeah. Andrew, well, the, we'll in that case,
1: minutes. can I just mention, because I can see there's still a few seconds left, if yes. that's all right with you, yeah, Maureen. Yeah, you two minutes but, left. Uh, yeah, right. Well, uh, sticking with the, the Singapore... Uh, festival that is due to start uh, on the 17th of January. I'm big fingers crossed on both hands for, for them that that is able to go ahead. Um, the, um, the collaboration with ArtBuzzle Hong Kong was talked about as being um, something that they hope to be involved in with various fairs around Asia on a kind of year-by-year basis. So if they're approached by Fairs around the, around, around the region, they'll, they'll, they'll take on a collaboration. Now, I don't, I'm assuming there's probably a consultancy fee charged, but it's not about the money, it's about whether they want to uh, commit to being involved with something. A lot of the ones around Asia that are not in Hong Kong are fairly new. The one in Tokyo was brand new, and some of them are in their first, second, or third year. So they are looking. Art Buzzle, uh, Hong Kong, especially when, uh, Art Buzzle in Hong Kong itself has been closed down to do this kind of stepping out and helping elsewhere, whether it's in physical person or, or remotely, but they've got the time and the interest to lend a hand. And I think that's been a very, and continuing to be a very positive thing about, uh, about the Asian art scene. It can only be good. And we get to learn all those people involved in, putting on shows, get to learn more about artists, get more to learn about galleries. And um, Adelaine Oy also said that a lot of the art that she's come across in Southeast Asia is in different media and it reflects different culture, like the Malay culture, which is around in Singapore, which, um, uh, you know, which she wasn't familiar with before. So it's opening the eyes maybe to new artists for those behind Art Buzzle. Hong Kong. They might maybe invite some of those galleries that are coming across in Japan and Singapore to to be seen by uh, the arts-loving public in Hong Kong.
0: Excellent. Excellent timing as well. Thank you so much for your sharing, Andrew, and I look forward to uh, more uh, artsing around with you uh, next Thursday. Thank you very much indeed, Andrew Dambina.
1: Thanks, Nori. Have a good weekend.
0: Bye for now.